Hey everybody, welcome back to 9-4 Radio. Today I am going to talk about canaries in the coal mine. And what I mean by that is small indicators that something movement-wise, something in your body um, needs to be addressed and looked at. And I'm going to give you a real-life example of what I've been what I've been doing for kind of this last week with my own canary in the coal mine and what it can lead to. And, and I feel like it's very common. This is, this is actually a week that is very, it's very, um, I've done it a lot. So this is the way that I used to operate when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, when I had things that, um, when I had the mindset that doing in the moments was more important than like taking care of for the long run, because just being in the military, how I was raised, like all of those things and how I've evolved and how I've also got more work to do. So this should be a, uh, this may be a very familiar story for you. And I want to shed some light on it because I like I want to give you how I was thinking. I want to give you um, like the things that I did because when I experienced this kind of stuff before I I really became a student of movement, became um, an actual real life coach, uh, movement coach, CrossFit coach. Uh, personal trainer, all of those things, uh, actually working with people, I was in a, a much different place than I am now. So I, I want to highlight that even like, even now I'm still experiencing similar things to the people that, that I work with, that I want to work with, that, um, we, we just, we do, we, this unique story I believe is going to to feel feel very familiar, so I want to to bring it out, right? Uh, put some words around it and make it feel less scary, and make realizing getting out of pain is an actual thing. Like realize that 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 is an actual thing. So um, we'll start with last Sunday. So about a week ago. I literally, I I went to breakfast. I went to a golf course to go for, to go golf. And I stepped out of my, my vehicle and like, I felt a very familiar low back, not strain, but I like, I stepped out of my car and something felt wonky or tweaked or whatever word you want to use. It's, it just, it felt out, you know, and I had like a familiar pain that I, you know, it was familiar but it wasn't something that I had experienced recently. And I was like, all right, well, this is, I don't like this. But um, it wasn't, it, it wasn't bad enough, I guess, to, and it came on so quickly that I, I really am like, well, I can still golf. And fortunately, I didn't have to walk the course. Uh, walking the course would have been probably a little bit too much. I would have probably had to bow out. But I was in a, I was in a golf cart and we did the round and it was great. And I golfed pretty okay. 
and got off the course and, and my low back slash right hip pain, um, had evolved into like incorporating my, my hamstring was very tight. So the back of my, the back of my leg on my right side was, was tight. And it wasn't surprising to me because now I realize that the human body's connected and, um, that first weird tweaky feeling already like something was already there and it was my choice to address it or don't. And then I get to deal with the consequences of my choices. So, um, got done with the round. I was tight in my hamstring and then I continued on with my day. Like I knew, I knew I wasn't feeling great, but I wasn't feeling bad enough to stop what I was, what I had planned. Right. So hung out with some friends, um, for the afternoon and by five, five o'clock, I was, I was done. I, um, I had, I had pushed it far enough where I was really just like modifying the way I was walking. I had to like kick my right foot out. Uh, and I was like, my, my shoulders were hunched over. There was just literally nothing I could do to actually stand up straight. It just was too uncomfortable. And it's because all of the muscles surrounding that, that area, that, that right hip, they're all trying to get me to stop doing what I'm doing and address the problem. And as I continue to not, it just starts, the body is all about preservation. So it just starts shutting down the super highway between my brain and my muscles. And it, they like, that's why, um, muscle spasms happen. That's why, um, you know, you, when, like when your back goes out, um, you just start walking funny because muscles just shut off because, and they, like, I'm using crude terminology. They don't shut off, but they like the, the control that you had had over those muscles kind of goes away. Um, because if you had more control, you would relax those muscles and you can't because they're, they have a bigger purpose. They're trying to get you to address, in my case, my right hip. So by 5 PM, I, I was just too uncomfortable. And what I would have done historically is I would have just laid down. I would have not done anything. I would have um, and, and honestly, I would have, I would have like, my body would have been still, but my brain would have just been like, so active and busy. And like, you're going to feel like this forever. Um, the, here goes all of your plans that you had for the rest of the week. Um, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do this? Um, you can't work out anymore. You know, just like as still as my body would would have been my mind would have just been so down that rabbit hole of like injury and you can't and you're too old and all of those things what I did instead is I stretched I stretched the best I could um when something like when I I 
when I when I like blow up my lower back or my hip or whatever. And I I call it that just because that's the term I'm used to. Um, when when that happens, the only like you can only do your best. So uh, in those <clears throat> in those moments when muscle spasms happen and like you. I, I guess in my case, um, I stretched the best I could very like long positions. Um, I was, I, I found positions that allowed for a stretch, but not like pain. So I kept it under a four, you know, four out of 10, but I, I was definitely feeling the stretch and I would just, I would breathe. I focused a tremendous amount of energy into my breath. And by doing that, I didn't have the space to like go down the rabbit hole of negativity and breathing actually taps into your physiology, like your, your mind uh, muscle connection. It taps into just your state of being my state of being, right? I went from what would have been fight or flight into more of a rest and digest, um, more of like a, a, a calm um, state of being because I focused on my breathing and I focused primarily with what I was trying to do. I focused on the exhale. And I know there are tons and tons and tons of rep schemes or you know this long for this many seconds and, and all that. They, like, do your research, Google it. I really like to keep things simple, and I heard a very smart man uh, distill it down to, if you're trying to calm yourself down, focus on your exhale. If you're trying to, like, pump yourself up, focus on the inhale. So I focused on the exhale. There was nothing in my mind. I wasn't counting. I was just focusing on the exhale. Because in my mind... I wanted to calm myself down. And even if I was like breathing normal and everything, the fact that my muscles were tight and like, like tight and, and, and spasming, that is an indication that something in my body is panicking. So take that into consideration. Um, it something needs to be addressed. So I, I did that. And I, I did that for all of Sunday evening. And um, I put, I actually, like, I do use CBD. So I put some CBD balm, some, like, um, warming balm on my hamstring, on my lower back, on my shoulder. Like, everything that was, um, everything that was, you know, being affected... I, I put some CBD balm on and I just, I, I, I did the best I could to create the most calm environment possible because I, up until then, I had completely denied that there was anything wrong. So the more, you know, the, the, the later that, that I chose to address the problem, I needed a bigger response, right? So if, if I would have just like, it's entirely possible that if, when I got to the golf course, if I was a little tight, I could have talked to the people I was golfing with saying, Hey, you know what? 
my hip is just feeling real weird, real weird. I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to do some stretching. I'll, I'm going to skip this round. I hope you guys have a great time. And I could have taken that hour, hour and a half, done a little bit of stretching, maybe done some like light movement. And I could have been good the rest of the day, but I chose to not do that. And then I, everything else downstream from that decision was, was happening. So, um, I was, I was better Sunday night, but I wasn't perfect, you know, or whatever, closer to, closer to perfect. Um, there were still some, some residual things. So I took a hot shower and I got a really good night of sleep. I made sure that I did the things that prioritize sleep. And I made sure that I was in a position where I could not um where I could like try to sleep in a way to like re reinforce good posture right so um if I knew that like oh it feels really good when I like when I bring my knee up I made sure to if I can't stand I want to lay on my back because I want to be in a calm state and let my body know that being like in a standing position laying down that's a safe position so um i i just i did as much as i could to create a a calm environment and like reintroduce positions that felt that i felt pain in i reintroduced and like made like provided like examples that that position didn't hurt. Um, I can get into like crazy weird science about what, like what you experience um, when we go into pain. But the, the two biggest takeaways is when you, when you feel it, address it, like try to find a remedy right away. And what I do is I, even the people that I work with, I create a calm environment and I use escalating exposure, right? It's always from a place of like, this doesn't hurt. Okay, we're going to go to that boundary. Okay, it's it's a four. Okay, we're going to stay there and then we're going to come back. You know, we're always going to... <clears throat> do a little bit more exposure in the safest manner possible because the minute that if, if I would have been, if I would have like jumped out of bed and done something crazy, you know, like not crazy, but like if I'd have jumped out of bed and tried to do the things that I believed I could have done the day before or the day before that, you know, before I had like this back tweak, um, I could have, I, I would have re, I would have 100% re-aggravated it. Because it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's like when you, when you roll your ankle, the minute it starts feeling better, you don't go for a sprint workout. You're just going to re-aggravate it because it's like you've, you've gotten out of pain. Now you need to make sure everything that puts you in that position to develop pain is addressed. So what does that mean? I mean, I feel like I'm talking theoretically, um, and I kind of am, but but like, what does that mean? What's the takeaway? 
on Sunday, I should have addressed my hip when it was just my hip. Instead, I kept prioritizing activities over my health and like how I was feeling. And all of a sudden, I went from a hip problem to a, a shoulder, low back, hamstring problem that I had to deal with. So I went into my toolbox and I got the best tools I knew how to use, put them to use. And honestly, by Monday morning, I was feeling really good. And from there, from that point, I didn't go do the same things that I had, had done the day before. Like I, I didn't do a hard workout. I didn't go for a long walk. I really like I incorporated squats and hinges and getting up and getting down like I I just kept re retesting do these movements still feel good? Yep, they do. Awesome. I can like reach down and grab my sock with no problem. I can uh I can do laundry. I can like reach over and like do dishes. It doesn't hurt my lower back to like reach my hands out and turn the faucet on. I, I just kept doing those things in a way that re, uh, revalidated, reassured like my central nervous system that, okay, we're good. This is good. We're doing good things. Um, and, and that was honestly like the rest of my, the rest of my week. Um, Friday, Friday comes and I, I don't, I, like I go out to breakfast again. I sit in the same spot. Maybe it's that seat. I don't know. But I get out of my truck again, and at a lesser extent, I feel the same tightness. Like, I feel the same tweakiness. And when that happened, I felt less um, less scared, I guess, for lack of a better term. Because I already had an example of, oh, I felt like this on Sunday... I did smart things, I took care of it, and then I didn't feel that way on Monday, where when it was out of the blue, I'm like, okay, I'm going to feel like this for two or three weeks. Okay, all my training is going to go down the drain. You know, I, I kind of went down that rabbit hole when I felt what I felt this past Friday, you know, a couple days ago. It was less, um, <clears throat> uh, like, less catastrophic, I guess, uh, like, mentally, because I was like, okay, I know how to, I know how to quote unquote, fix this. I know how to address this. And so I put all of those things back into practice. I stretched the best I could. I, I moved. Um, I, I did the breathing and all of those things. And for the most part, They're effective. They worked. What I'm doing now that I've, I've had this happen a couple times, um, this is in my mind, <clears throat> this is a thing that I need to continue to stay on top of. It seems like surveillance and like a bad thing, but it, it's something in my mind that I have to intentionally continue to like reassure. It's, it's something I need to continually address and um, address it when it's small, right? 
So when it was just my hip and I got out of the truck and I was like, God, this is off. Like, this isn't great. Um, I didn't go golf nine holes. I didn't go, I didn't go do things that would aggravate it. I was like, all right, I'm feeling this right now. So I took a minute and I stretched or I took five minutes and I stretched where I got out of the truck and I was like, God, I don't like this. You know, my initial response is, you know, it's never going to be like, it's never going to be like, oh, cool. I got plenty of time to like deal with this injury. No one ever has time to deal with these injuries. And that's why they get progressively worse. And then that's why, like, you end up, you know, I end up having to go to a doctor or whatever, which I gladly didn't. I didn't have to go see a chiropractor. I didn't have to go do anything because I already had the tools, which is, which is in my, like, in my world, ideal. Um, And it's been a long road to get here, obviously, but that's, when I say that I want to, I want to work with people who want to, like, want to get out of pain without having to go to the doctor or miss the gym. That's what I mean. I, I have altered my workouts. I haven't, I haven't, like, just laid down for a week. I didn't go see a chiropractor. I didn't go see um, a physical therapist. I didn't, like, I addressed it before it got to that doctor level. It wasn't at the level where it was just my hip. But it also wasn't at the level where I need to go see an orthopedic surgeon. So there is a lot of play. And and what I want more than anything to talk about or like to get out of this this story is it it address things when they're small. And there are tools available so that you can fix yourself. That's, that's what I've learned. Um, I'm, I'm not a, like, I'm not a victim of circumstance, you know, uh, in this, in this story. I'm not like a, whoa, what did I do wrong to deserve, you know, to have a low, tight low back? Oh, this is just the way I am. I have a bad low back. Um, you know, this is like, there are no stories. This is a, oh, I hold stress for some reason. I hold stress in my right hip. When I have like stress in my life that I'm not dealing with, my right hip is going to blow up. And I don't know why. I just know that's the case. I have friends that their canary in the coal mine is their, uh, like below their shoulder blade on their right or left side. When like work is getting hectic and like family's getting hectic and like stuff is going on and you're they're not dealing with it, it's gonna show up and like man my you know my my shoulders really bugging me, and you don't do anything about it and then all of a sudden like oh my my whole side like my my side muscles are like ah, everything just feels tight and inflamed because it is because you're not addressing like the place in your body where it is indicating. There is something going on. So for me, it's my right hip. I could have taken the time. I, like, I could have completely taken the time and done the things that, that I know mitigate stress from my life, right? I could journal. I could go, um, like, go for morning walks. I could, like, I 
get into the woods, all of those things. And I have been in some ways neglecting those lately. And that's an indication. So I ignored the stuff that like the preventative stuff where I I wouldn't even feel pain. Um, And then when I did get pain in my, my right hip, I ignored that too, right? I didn't ignore it. I just denied it, right? I'm like, ah, this is, I can golf. Golfing, I prioritize golfing over addressing pain in my body. People do that all the time. I am not, I am by no means unique in this. People do that all the time. When I was um, a supply sergeant, when, when I had people to support in, in the army, I would always prioritize the mission over my, like, over my, my body. All of us did. All of us prioritized the mission over how we were feeling, and we would just take anti-inflammatories and hope for the best. You know, like, there is, there's a reason, you know, why I, I would buy the big 500 um, capsule bottles of ibuprofen and I would eat four at a time regularly. Um, there is a reason why I would take like, I, I would get like migraine medicine and I would take that regularly. And by regularly, I would probably take like over-the-counter migraine medicine weekly at least um, for a while. And there was a time where I would take um, I, I mean, I would take a thousand milligrams of ibuprofen in cycles a couple times a week, you know, sometimes a couple times a day, depending on like, that was not often, but like that was, that happened. I don't do that anymore. It's very rare that I'm taking any kind of anti-inflammatory for any kind of body pain. Um, I still get headaches from time to time, and I would say I take headache medicine more, more often, but it is, frac- like it is fractions of how often I, I used to take that stuff, and, and that, that, that was my normal. That was my normal, because everybody I surrounded myself with, that was their normal, and we, we didn't know any better. And now that I know better... I'm doing better. And I'm not doing anything that everybody couldn't be doing. It just, it breaks down to motivation to do it and the know-how. And I never, I, I can't do a lot with the motivation to want to change what like what this entire story is for it's to highlight that it is possible to change it's possible and it is accessible and there are many avenues to get to get out of pain like to, to change, and, and really it's an entire mindset shift. 
I'm not in pain because, or I'm not out of pain or whatever, because I do all this movement stuff. I'm actually out of pain because my mindset, my entire mindset has shifted. And so it's blatant to me. And it's so clear. This is how I got hurt. Like, this is how my, whatever, my um, injury or whatever progressed. Or my, like, my tweaked back progressed into, like, a week-long ordeal. It's not my normal. That is, that's so, what used to be, even though it felt familiar, it also felt foreign. It felt like a distant familiarity, like, oh, I remember what this felt like years ago when this was my normal, and now it just feels so starkly different that it was like, it was notable. And it's something that, it, it, was, a, it was an event that made me, not, I guess not, not made me, but inspired me to to talk about, to, to dedicate a long podcast to because it was a practical reminder that people, A, I used to feel like this all the time. And it was an inspiration to A, just like put me back in those shoes to like get some empathy and to remember, to remember what it felt like to feel helpless, like a victim of circumstance, like, oh, my back went out again. I have no idea how it went out. I wasn't doing anything crazy. I don't deserve this. You know, this is ruining my weekend plans, whatever. Like, it's a, there are people that like, and that used to be me, that that's the story that completely runs through their head instead of (sighs) my hip. Awesome. Um, I need to fix it, you know, and not I need to fix it on my own, but like I have tools. I found some really great drills, honestly, on Instagram um, to get me thinking of, okay, well, how do I repract, like, how do I, how do I move in a way that is going to re like rewire that this like I'm feeling good you know and it gave me really good tips and and movements now that I'm out of pain to just strengthen that area along with I'm going to go into the woods I'm going to journal you know like I'm going to do those things but I'm also going to do some physical things that are going to help my body like integrate oh okay we're like this is not a permanent state of being. This is, I felt wonky. I addressed it. I'm going to prioritize like building strength and building like familiarity and um, like good movement patterns. Again, you know, just because I, I know it's my hip and I, I am going to prioritize that. And it's it's a very unique thing. So in addition to, hey, motivation I can't really do much about, 
but I can 100% shine a light on it doesn't have to be like like you can get yourself out of pain without having to go to the doctor miss the gym and it's not a, a single person thing right so this is this is what I do and this is why I do it because I remember what it was like to be the person who didn't know what to do to do. I did a lot of studying. I surround myself with smart coaches, physical therapists. That's why I joined um, Active Life Coaches Immersion because now I'm like I'm involved in that network of, of people who are building each other up to to help the masses who are feeling like this. And I'm going to tell you it's masses. I would tell you of the, like, of the populations that I spent a lot of time with in the military and first responders and like law enforcement and all that, that's a ginormous population. And I would say all of them, all of them, it is probably statistically a poor choice to say, but I will say all of them at some point in their career felt this like this kind of pain whether it's shoulder hip ankle wrist they have felt a pain in their body that like made them question their effectiveness and like in the role that that their entire identity was wrapped up in right at a bad low back as a supply sergeant i can't move supplies to get to my people i can't move ammunition i can't move like tentage and cots and I can't drive, right? Then all of a sudden, well, I'm of no use. And then you just go down this rabbit hole and it doesn't have to be like that. So this is, this is my, not even like a cautionary tale. This is me like, I know about this. And it's a, it's a real thing, but there are real solutions out there. And I am part of that network of professionals that find solutions. Look, you may come in, like we, we may work together. You may have like a hip thing and guess what? It's above my, like above my pay grade. I might send you to a, a, a physical therapist. Might, might send you to a chiropractor. Might send you to a massage therapist. But I'm at least somewhere to start, right? That's, that's the biggest thing is, is once you work with someone who like you put yourself in a funnel of seeking help and help. It's not like a magic wand, but it could be. Um, I'll tell you right now, anybody that comes to me with, with pain we're either going to work together or I'm going to, you will have a phone number and a contact for someone who I believe can help. And I might be wrong, but at least it's someone else who can take a second look and can maybe, maybe I send you to a massage therapist and they're like, ah, I think you need dry needling and I can't do it, but I do know somebody who does dry needling. And maybe you go to the dry needling person and they sit down with you and they're like, 
I really think you might need to go to a physical therapist for this. And, you know, but each time you're getting taken care of and we're getting you progress. We're, we're getting you help, support, all of those things. Not because you need it and because you're incapable. It's because we've had training. Like, no one can be a professional at everything. I've spent my entire adult life, like, informally studying human movements and fitness. I've spent the last four years deeply studying and practicing movement and getting really good at it. Getting really good at the human part of coaching. And so... It's possible. And if you're listening to this, if you've hung on with me for this long and you are in some sort of pain, I want you to know that it doesn't have to stay like that. What you need to do is you've got to take the first step. You've got to take the first step and find somebody. If it's a coach at your gym if it's me, if it's a friend who's like really good at working out, start somewhere. Start the ball rolling. It is 100% my passion to get people out of pain and help keep people out of pain so that they can do the things, so you can do the things, so I can do the things that I want to do. I got to explore the entire outdoors this weekend, and it was great. And had I not had the coaching and the the experience in getting out of pain and like understanding that it is a it's a temporary thing and there are fixes, I would have completely lost out on that. And I'm so grateful I didn't. I'm so grateful that I got, I got the opportunity to like be outside and be with friends and do outdoor things and experience uh, my own city in a different way. And I want everybody to be able to do that. I want everybody to be able to do that. The only way that that's going to happen is for people to know that it's possible and to reach out. So... Uh, 9.4 coaching, so 9.4.coaching, all spelled out, at gmail.com. You can hit me up on any of the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. It's important. This topic is important. It is why I have dedicated my movement practice to it. Being in pain doesn't just affect the person that's in pain. Being in pain affects everybody that that person interacts with. Whether you know it or not, whether you're in pain or you, you, someone in your life is in some sort of pain. So let's know, look, know that it's temporary. Know that it's possible to make progress on. 
and you don't have to feel the way you're feeling for the rest of your life. We'll catch you next time. Thanks.